we're going to say a very warm welcome to Mr. Neil Cox, a visitor here to St. Helena, and he's been a visitor. This is the fifth time that he's visited the island since the late 1980s. So off and on, he has a, quite a close connection to the island in that he visits, and of course, uh, by his marriage to a St. Helenian lady. So uh, I think it's only fair that we have a little chat with Neil today, because we don't know when he'll be back. It's been a while since he's been here, even though it's the fifth time. And... Uh, I think it's only fair to have a nice little chat with Neil before he takes off on the big old jet airliner tomorrow morning. But uh, anyway, let's say a warm welcome to Neil. Uh, thanks for coming into St. FM, Neil, and it's uh, great to have you in the studio with us today. It's great to be here. Uh, now, you you hail from Jacksonville, where you grew up in Florida, USA, but uh, I think a lot of people, they know about... Uh, uh, they know your wife, I know her very well, and uh, they, she has lots and lots of friends uh, here on St. Helena, and family, of course. But I'm sure there's quite a few people who uh, might be wondering, uh, how did you come to uh, meet your beautiful wife and uh, eventually have a close connection with St. Helena? Well, I was uh, worked for a contractor on Ascension Island in that 1984. And I met Marcella in December of that year when she came to the, you know, to Ascension to work for AIS, who was a contractor for the RAF. So I met her in December, but we never started dating until '85 to the following year, you know. Okay, so it's been uh, like a, a really nice love story since then onwards. And, uh, of course, you uh, would you say that you consider the island, St. Helena, a little closer to your heart uh, now that you have such close connections with it? Oh, yeah, most definitely. Um, it's probably, I would say, it's the most friendliest place I've ever been, you know. I mean, it's a very remote island, obviously. It's out in the middle of probably nowhere, but... I would say I've been to a lot of countries, you know, in different places because my dad being in the Army. But I would say St. Helena is probably the most friendliest place I've ever been, you know. And uh, this recent Christmas that brought you out here, uh, there was quite a few others from the good old U.S. of A. at the same time. I would assume you have quite a network with the, those people when you're there and here as well. Oh, yes. There's, there's some that live there maybe an hour away, but we stay in contact with each other, and we kind of knew, everybody knew wh who was coming for this Christmas, you know, which made it kind of unique this year. You know, having more Americans here, I may be, I, I may be the last one left but here before I leave tomorrow, but, <laughs> but it was great to have them here too, you know. So you have a bit of a St. Helenian network in Florida alone then? Oh, yes. There's, there's a lot of St. Helenians that live in in the USA, and there's several in Florida, some on the West Coast, some on the East Coast still. And we, we get together every now and then, but not like we used to. But I think the pandemic kind of messed everything up in 08 because we don't have as many parties and get-togethers like we used to, you know. Okay, but for the sake of our listeners who might have family and friends over in the U.S., uh, who would you say are your closest St. Helenian family in the U.S. Uh, and the ones that you do stay in touch with? Oh, we stay in touch with Connie Bago. She lives in Port St. John. Johnny and Kimmy, they live in Orlando. They're probably the closest people to, to us right now. There's some that are on the West Coast in Tampa area, but we don't see them that often, though, you know. 
Okay, so uh, it was nice for your closest connections to all be spending Christmas here. Uh, and that, like you say, it was a unique uh, visit because it was Christmas time. It was a time when St. Helena saw a lot, a lot of visitors. It was uh, after the pandemic had shaken everybody up and sort of um, uh, left us with a, a legacy of... Uh, uh, not being overly friendly, but uh, <laughs> it, it was really unique in that it turned out to be a wonderful Christmas and it actually made our news headlines here on the island uh, what a great Christmas it was. But let's go back a couple of years. Uh, when you first went off to Ascension Island and uh, saw the place and, um, you know, you were going to be contracted to do a particular job, uh, did you ever think you would travel as far as uh, seeing another island uh, no, in the group? Not really. I mean, when I got off the plane in Ascension in 84, I said, what the hell am I doing here? <laughs> because you know how it is, volcanic island, not much greenery, you know. But I got to, it was it was a cl close contact with everybody there. You know, we were a tight community. Everybody, even though we partied together, we worked hard and all that, but... It was very close. It's kind of like where it is here in St. Helena, but, you know, because everybody knew each other after a while, you know, because we, being such a small island, you know. Yeah, and uh, on the base, of course, it, it was like their own little, uh, our own little um, unique family uh, right. just uh, on the base. And then, of course, you meet your family off base, and then it would be an even bigger um, meet up or meet and greet and lots more excitement because you probably haven't seen those people in about two weeks or thereabouts so right. yeah. it was absolutely great and of course your family members made it out to Ascension some of your family members made it out to Ascension as well so when you go back home and start talking about St. Helena uh, those that are still there would definitely know what you're talking about oh yeah most definitely yeah and, uh, Neil, you first came here, I mean, you hail from Merritt Island in Florida now, but you first came uh, out to St. Helena in 1989, you said? Yes, uh-huh, the Christmas of 89, yep. In Christmas of 89, so you've had a couple of Christmases here at least. I've had four Christmases here, and one that I came out last time I was here in '02 was for the 500th birthday, the celebration. And, uh, of course, uh, your children, uh, of, you have children that uh, you have one with you now, and I believe Carla is still in the U.S.? Yes. But she spent some time on her own here now, oh, recently she, as well. Oh, yeah, she? she was here. I'm I, don't quote me on that, but I'm trying to remember what year she was here, probably when Marcella was here last, uh, probably eight years ago, I think, something like that. My goodness, it seems like yesterday, but uh, obviously it's been... Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's been very recent, yeah. um, or a lot of time, and you think it's recent, but a lot of time has passed. Oh, yeah. But a lot of time has passed since you first came here in 1989. Um, would you say there have been quite a few changes um, on the island, or uh, what would you think, uh, what would you say are the most outstanding changes, apart from the being able to fly in, of course, versus uh, sailing the entire distance on via ship? Well, I think the communication part of it, you know, people having cell phones and being able to contact people away from the island has changed a lot since I was here last. And uh, and some of the development of, you know, helping the young people out, like Donnie's has changed for more to the younger crowd. Then you have the mule yard, which, which helps. And those those changes have helped the island a lot, I think, you know, just to, just, you know, the entertainment part of it, you know. 
Yeah, and did you get to go out uh, outside of Jamestown quite a bit? Did you go out sightseeing a little? Any changes you might have noticed out in the country areas? I went out. I didn't go out as much as I normally would. I don't know. Uh, I used to drive a lot here, but I guess my age and <laughs> age and anxiety kept me from traveling outside the the uh, island. I mean, from Jamestown as much. But uh, I did get out a little bit here and there, but. Then we take taxis here and there because I don't like, you know, drinking and driving doesn't work, you know. So a lot of places I would get, I would just get a taxi to take us, you know. Yeah, and uh, would you say that? But as changes, a lot more public transport around and available, and uh, driving sounds like it has changed. Well, I wouldn't blame it just on the age and the anxiety. I think it's changed quite a bit because there's uh, more cars. Not that we all notice it because we live amongst it, but. Uh, sometimes if you step away and then have a look at it with fresh eyes, you will see just how many cars are here. I mean, the number plates will tell you that. I can remember when there was a car with a, a plate 1,000, and that was in, like, the late 80s, and we were like, wow, they've made it to 1,000 cars. Now it's in the 5,000s, uh, yeah. and nobody sneezes at it. Uh, that's definitely been a change. I mean, when I was here... 12, uh, 21 years ago, I thought it was fairly crowded with the cars over here. But now, like I said, it's heavily congested, and especially during the holidays, it makes it even more congested. So I think that had a lot to do with my driving, you know, outside, the, you know, Jamestown and all that, too, though. Yeah, it's, uh, it, it is a bit of a challenge now than it was, uh, say, 10 years ago, even. Oh, sure. Uh, yeah. But I, I used to tell people, if you can drive in St. Helena, I think you can drive anywhere in the world. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Now, uh, shall we have a little couple of tunes? You said that uh, uh, we're going to talk about a little bit about radio uh, overseas because uh, there's always uh, different uh, likes and dislikes when it comes to radio. You cannot please everyone. You can please some of the people some of the time, but you'll never please all of the people all of the time. But uh, I know you said you enjoy radio stations uh, where you come from in Merritt Island, Florida, and there's quite a, uh, a range, but you notice that they don't play very much 70s. Now, I would say St. FM does cover quite a bit of 70s. We quite enjoy that. But I think just to get a little... Uh, a little friendly and happy memory going for you. Let's play a little something from Queen, yeah. and uh, you tell us why this song is a little special. Well, this this song brings back memories from the Saints Club in in downtown uh, Ascension Island, Ascension Island, Island yeah, yeah, in Georgetown, yes. Because uh, when I was dating Marcella, uh, I was I was able to walk over across the street there. And then on the weekends, I think it was on Sunday, they used to play a lot of music and everybody used to dance out on the patio. And this song always comes back to my mind. It brings those memories right oh, back. Oh, sure it does, yeah. Queen, yeah, great number there. Uh, Neil, bringing back some wonderful memories of, like you said, the Saints Club down in Georgetown and uh, of how, uh, or some of the sounds of Ascension from uh, all those years ago back in the heyday. <laughs> when we'll say back in the good old days, good old yeah, day, once yeah. you reach our age, then that's when you'll say back in the good old days. Yeah. Uh, now, your family um, connections, before we actually talk about radio a little bit, uh, your family connections, um, as far as St. Helenians go, is actually quite intertwined because uh, your daughter, Carla, who's still over in the U.S. now, she's married to a St. Helenian as well, isn't she? Yes, 
She's married to Clayton Goff. Oh, yes. Uh, I think I remember Clayton uh, from a young child here on St. Helene. Right. I think he was up at Alarm Forest, if I remember rightly. So uh, Clayton and Carla, they have a little one as well. Yeah, my granddaughter, uh, Malia, will be nine on the 21st of this month. How about that? But isn't it, uh, isn't it nice how the St. Helenian connection has infiltrated right into uh, your family, so to speak? Right. Keep it in the family. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's quite unfortunate, though, that Carl and Clayton uh, cannot visit as yet, and you said they have quite, um, quite high-powered jobs at the moment. Yeah, they're, they're first responders, so her being a, a nurse... A registered nurse and Clay being a fireman, it's hard for them to, you know, first responders, it's hard for them to, to break away for long periods of time, especially even to, to come here. You know, you, they might get two weeks, but I don't know whether it's, I don't say, wouldn't say it wasn't worth it, but it's quite expensive to come here just for a matter of a few weeks, you know. Yeah. Uh, we're going to trouble with uh, the wind interfering with uh, the recording at the moment, so I'm going to have to close the window in just a bit. But uh, it's it's absolutely wonderful to know that St. Helena is not going uh, too far from you or your family anytime soon because it, it's a bit of a network, and there's going to be quite uh, some St. Helena heritage in Merritt Island, I would assume. Yes, <laughs> I would say so, yes. <laughs> And uh, does uh, Carla and Clayton have their own uh, saint connections um, in the U.S., or they sort of run with the same crowd that mom and dad does? Basically, yeah, they do. They have other friends, too, you know. You know, the ones like some of the friends that Clay's worked with uh, when he was uh, with Brevard County Fire, but he works in Orlando now. You know, he works for Reedy Creek, which is... uh, they take care of the Disney area, so okay. they actually go inside Disney to for, to respond to emergencies and stuff, and outside the parameter of uh, Disney World also. Wow! So uh, there again, it could be a small well. Someone visiting Disney World in in Orlando might be uh, pleasantly surprised to meet up with Clayton <laughs> whilst he's on duty there. It could be, yeah. It's an absolute yeah. great connection. And, yeah. of course, I mean, imagine how many people he's told where he's from. So uh, it, it does spread the word about St. Helena. I think a lot of people, when you ask them where, where St. Helena is, a lot of people don't know history that well. You know, the older people maybe, but... You have to kind of like explain to them where it's at because it's a very remote island, you know? Yeah, and I suppose uh, for you being American, would you say that you uh, learned a lot about Napoleon in school or it wasn't that much mentioned about him? No, you, a little bit. They mentioned about him being exiled to, I think it was Alba first and then to St. Helena, but they teach you that mostly. I don't know if they even talk about it much in history now or, or you know, but... We, I learned a little bit about it when I was in high school. That's why I knew about it, you know. Okay, and uh, lots of people who uh, eventually make it out here, they do say, yeah, it was mentioned in school, but uh, that's mainly on the English side that I've uh, heard it, but yes. I, I'm not sure about uh, American uh, high schools, how much of it was taught uh, about Napoleon. I mean, you know, he, he did some pretty... Uh, 
bad things, you know. So uh, even the children today, I've heard some children uh, say today, you know, Napoleon was a murderer. <laughs> you yeah, know, so the thing is that they gave him that nice place to stay up there and all that. I, I, that's kind of like baffles me to, to think that they would, uh, even though he was basically a prisoner of the island, but uh, to have a, you know, such a nice place to stay and everything, you, you wouldn't think of that, you know? No, I suppose it uh, would be hard to uh, connect the dots there. But then, uh, thankfully, Neil, you and I weren't living in the 1800s. So <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I might look like it, mind you. But <laughs> no. So uh, tell us a little bit about, you, you mentioned about uh, having Saint FM for a good company, whether just a little music is playing or whether there's a chat show or a request show. Uh, but you did mention about always needing radio. Um, do you think that in the States, you, I mean, I know you have a wider choice of frequencies and everything, but and there's no comparison between a little tiny island and uh, one complete state of the United States, because I'm sure just in Merritt Island alone, there's probably hundreds of radio stations. Uh, but would you say, uh, in in general, your opinion of radio is that it never goes away and there's always a need for it? Yeah, there's always a need for it. But I think um, radio, I mean, being that they have satellite radio now, and you can kind of pick what you want to listen to. I mean, a lot of radio stations in the States have their set songs that they play. And that's the only thing I bitch about, basically, is that it's so repetitious. They don't. They don't mix it up enough to me because every day you put the radio station on, you're listening to the same songs all the time. And that's the difference between satellite radio where you can listen to 70s or 80s music or something that you grew up with. It's more your style. I mean, if you mix it up, I mean, Saint, your radio station here mixes it up a lot, which, you know, conforms to a lot of the different styles that people listen to here whether it be country, rock, or whatever, you know. Uh, it has been said that a lot of uh, St. Helena's country roots is from the early days of Ascension when there were lots of Americans uh, there, and they brought country to Ascension, and then those St. Helenians who worked there brought it back home here. Now it is one of the most popular genres that we can play. I mean, we're always... Uh, being requested to play country songs. Yes. What's your uh, favorite uh, type of music? Would you say country still plays a big part uh, of like uh, being an American? Oh yeah, they, there's there's strictly country stations in the United States. If you want to pick that, you know, like you said, there's several different radio stations that you can pick from, and some are country, some are classic rock. Very few classic rock, but. Some of the other stations kind of mix it up with the newer music, you know. And uh, I would assume that your most favorite uh, type of music is the 70s. That's what you grew up on. I am sure that uh, most people tend to lean towards the music they grew up with. Yeah. I would say I grew up with 70s, yeah. So, um, And then, of course, the 80s bug bit. I mean, yes. that uh -huh. is a, a genre all in itself, but I still won't say no to a great 70s too. Yeah, 70s is definitely some of the best music. I mean, there's different music now if you can really understand what they're saying, you know, to me. But for each his own, you know, the younger generation listens to a lot of rap and stuff like that, which is what they listen to. I'm, I'm not knocking it or nothing, but 
some of that stuff you can't even understand, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Not for, um, you know, our age group. We wouldn't right. understand yeah. some of the uh, terms. Even. Right, exactly. Uh, I think we can take another short break. Uh, you know, time flies when you're having fun. Who would have thought that we've been talking for almost a half hour? Would you believe that? Yeah. And I know you have lots to do because you have to get packed for uh, tomorrow. Uh, but let's have a little Leonard Skinner. I know this is one of your favorite numbers. Yeah. Great tune there, uh, Neil, and great song choice. One of your favorite tunes. And uh, a simple kind of man. Uh, isn't it funny that we were just talking a little about small town syndrome? Yeah. But uh, isn't it nice to be uh, a simple kind of man or live a simple kind of life? And uh, would you say that's why life on St. Helena pretty much suits you to a T? Oh, yeah. It's very, I would say it's, one, it's very laid back. I mean, nobody gets in a big hurry, not, not, not knocking anybody or nothing, but that's the way the island is. It's a very laid-back island. And that's the way people are brought up. And it's, it's very nice and unique that way, you know. And uh, do you miss the uh, fast life when you come out, or is it a welcome break for you? It's definitely a welcome break. <laughs> i got to get back into the fast break. I mean, we're, we're going to be in Cape Town for a week, but by the 25th, everything will change. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then it's back to work, and yeah. the uh, mobile, the cell phone is ringing and right. ringing. And, uh, back to the hustle and bustle of life, you know. That's what makes it, this island so unique. Yeah. Uh, even though <laughs> the name of your hometown is Merritt Island, it's not really an island as such. It's uh, an island in, in a sense, but not like this one, remote. No. So uh, when you get back to your own Merritt Island... Um, would you say it's back to the grindstone and work? What's your uh, work streams now? Are you still in the construction um, or the engineering uh, industry? I, I work for an engineering company out of Sanford, Florida, which is uh, north of Orlando. And I'm, I'm not doing the physical part of it anymore. I just watch people work now and do my reports. I'm, a, I'm an inspector for the engineering outfits, and we work for different cities to help them out with the overload of the inspections of utility works and things like that. Oh, so uh, you've progressed quite a bit, and congratulations to you on that. <laughs> Do you miss the uh, normal hustle and bustle of the construction world, though? Not really. I mean, you miss it in some ways, but it's it's very hectic sometimes, you know, and you... You try not to bring that work home with you, but sometimes you do, especially when you're running a job, like I used to do. But uh, I don't really miss it too much, in a way. You know, I do, but now I'm, I'm, I'm kind of like laid back and watch everybody else work and gaining the weight as I'm doing it. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, during your work on Ascension Island, of course, uh, you were contracted out to do um, certain jobs. Would you say that uh, you have your stamp on certain buildings on Ascension Island? Uh, what was like the big projects? I know we can't talk about it too much, of course, uh, given it being a United States Air Force facility, but uh, what sort of buildings, uh, apart from the accommodation blocks, uh, have you put your stamp on, on Ascension? Well, we built uh, barracks, I think it's 15, which was one of the first ones across the other side of the road. If you're familiar with the base, we built that. We built a new control tower for the airport out there. 
So things like that and the new fire station, which I believe they still use, you know. Other than that, it was mostly remodeling and re-roofing stuff, re, you know, the basic things of uh, taking, a, taking the, like, barracks 14 and gutting it out, you know, putting new plumbing and water in there and all that and getting it ready. Really modernizing it. Yeah, Yeah. I think that uh, we were one of the first gang to move in after you had uh, done it up. It was definitely. Yeah. uh, We never we never got good accommodations when I was there. (laughs) It was either BB one or BB two. Yeah, the barn. The the barn we used to call it. Yeah. Yeah, I think some of uh, some of the uh, young men my age, well, they're not so young anymore, but in my age group, I think they when they were young men, they lived down at the barn as well with that ladder going down from the uh, volcano club right. down to the back of it and of course the twinums who <laughs> can forget the twinums the twinums were uh frank blaine's people yeah that's right where benji and them stayed yeah. yeah yeah uh but it's it's absolutely good to hear all those memories come to the surface i'm sure there's uh, quite a few who are quite familiar with the way things were in the uh 80s and 90s uh onwards uh, on ascension island and it's nice to know that um you can always relate back to Ascension because of the work you did there. Sure. Were you not tempted, knowing that the flight goes off to Ascension uh, while you were here, were you not tempted to go that route? Well, we, we really wanted to come that way, but I think they were working on the runway, and plus Ascension being that it's a government facility, I think the security there is a little different than it is here. But it would have been, it would have been nice to go back, you know, to reminisce and see some of the old stomping grounds on ascension you know yeah and, and of course i'm sure they've made quite a few changes even in the time that i've been away much more uh, since you've been away you know there's must be more changes that you would notice yeah they say the people that i talk to now say ascension's not the same it's kind of like very quiet now but during the times i'd say in the early 80s there was times where it was hard to even get in the Volcano Club. There were so many people working on the island, so many different contractors, and they were doing Traveler's Hill. They were working on the air, extending the airport at the time. So there was a lot lot going on at that That's time. That's right. Yeah. That was uh, Red Horse in 93 or thereabouts. Yeah, they redid the runway in 93. Red yeah. Horse did, yeah. So, yeah, you're quite right. It is. Uh, I think it is a little quieter. But uh, um, nonetheless, I think we had our... We had our run, didn't yes. we? We had a good run. Let's say That's we it. had a good run. Never forget it. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Neil, I know you've got to get ready and uh, take off again tomorrow. Um, is it going to be harder to say goodbye this time than the last time? Oh, most. it's always hard. It is very hard. Yeah, you look like you've uh, really uh, made St. Helena like your second, uh, your home away from home when you're here, in other words. And... Uh, uh, you're going to visit again, hopefully, in the not-too-distant future? I'm going to try to get back no later than three years. It won't be 21 this time. Hopefully three years I'll be back. There we go. And uh, maybe at Christmas time again. You had a great time oh, last yes. Christmas. Christmas is always the best time to come here. You know that. And what was the highlight of your visit uh, this time? Oh, it's just, you know, there was, just, there was a few changes I noticed that this time was like... Uh, Oh, was it Christmas Eve where everybody gets down on the bridge? Or New Year's Eve, maybe, I guess is what it is. That that wasn't like that when I came here last time. And the Festival of Lights wasn't going on when I was here last time. So that's that's a big change right there, you know. It's just, a, you know, San Elena being a tight community, everybody's like brother and sister, you know. Yeah. 
And uh, would you say the highlight was the additional events or meeting up with family that you oh, yeah, know from last time? People I haven't seen in, like I said, 21 years, some people longer than that, you know. It's always great yeah. to see all my old friends, you know. And I bet they were just as happy to see you oh, yeah. as well. So, uh, Neil, we'll have to look forward to you in another three years' time or thereabouts. Are there any special mentions you'd like to make on air uh, this morning? I don't know if Carla would be awake. It's uh, four hours difference in the four U.S., five, yeah. four or five. So it could be anything from five o'clock or just after five o'clock in the U.S. She might not be awake. But any special mentions, uh, because uh, you never know when the show can be uh, played off again just yeah. to, for your United States family we can arrange that for the time difference no just a big shout out to all my friends and family and to say uh, that you're leaving one home and you'll be at your real home in the too distant future <laughs> a week in Cape Town you said yeah any big plans uh, for Cape Town or you've made a couple of stops there before well my wife Marcella's got family there so we're we're gonna you know meet up with them and uh i've been there before when i was here last time so we'll, we may do a few few other things like table mountain and things like that that we did last time you know but other than that maybe get a safari in or something like that but a week you know a week will go by pretty quick though you know? that's right just don't get chased by a lion or anything <laughs> like that neil we want to make sure that you arrive back in uh, merritt island florida in yeah. one piece and okay <laughs> anyway uh thanks for coming along this morning uh it's been a, it's been a great um it's almost an hour time Ooh, flies when you're having fun doesn't yeah. it it's been almost an hour and uh uh, apart from mentioning the good old days of Ascension and, of course, how your family is now extending uh, in the U.S. and taking the St. Elenian heritage along with it, that's another thing I've never thought about, uh, I haven't thought about asking you for today. Uh, but for the sake of our listeners, can you cook St. Elenian food now after being exposed all those years? Uh, I can help, put it that way. I, I, could, pro I could probably do it. I'm, I'm using the prep person you know i help my wife do all the peeling the potatoes and getting everything ready but i think i could do it though okay and uh would you say that you still uh like to have quite a few saint elenian dishes whilst at home like plow and all of that oh, yeah we, we definitely still eat saint elenian food but not as much as you would eat it here but quite often though so you never forget that you know that's yeah. what's been nice about this island being able to have that quite often and when you when you want it you know yeah, that's quite true. Yeah. I mean, if I've gone all the way to uh, Florida to make a poke doodah, <laughs> I mean, I think that pretty much takes the cake, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. <laughs> Is that the most strange thing that you think you've eaten? I'm, yeah. I'm sure you have because uh, I remember making it on Ascension as yeah. well at the same uh, do you were at. Yeah. I did have it one time since I was here. At, okay. At, yeah, at Melvin's. Yeah. Is yes. it an acquired taste? Yes, I would say so, you know. And not everybody can, I mean, if you don't think about what really what it is, then maybe it's a little different, you know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Anyway, uh, yeah, pokes, tuna stomachs. Uh, yeah. One of my first loves, I should yeah. say. But uh, yeah. 
Uh, we're going to play out with one of your favorite songs. I have to say thanks for coming into St. FM for a nice little uh, relaxed chat and uh, maybe introduce to the rest of St. Helena those who don't know you. Now when they see you and Marcella around, three is time when you come back, they'll know exactly who you are. They've heard you and uh, they know how much St. Helena means to you. So yes, um, you are sort of uh, part saint, part American now, would you say? I would say so, yes. I appreciate you, Sharon, for having me here. It's been absolutely uh, lovely. And you mentioned this Foreigner song. That used to be a good old anthem back in the day as well. So uh, can we play out with Foreigner? That's yes. another of your choices. And, uh, of course, we're going to say a big hello to your family over in the U.S. and uh, goodbye to your family here. But we hope it won't be long before we see you back on St. Helena enjoying everything about the island again, Neil. Yes, thanks a lot, Sharon. Appreciate and it. And safe travels to yourself and Marcella and Christian. And uh, I hope that you'll uh, enjoy your stay in Cape Town and, of course, safe travels from there over to the United States. And Marcella, don't stay away too long. It's been absolutely wonderful having you here in our midst and yourself, Neil. Thank you. Appreciate thanks it. for coming Thank along. Thank you.